views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Wow, everybody. Wow. It is so great to be connecting with all of you. Thank you so much for tuning us in and turning us on. Um, And I absolutely love the feedback that you guys have been giving us since we, especially since we started to talk about Take Back Talk Radio. Um, Thank you. We are going to be making some changes before we actually launch that campaign. Um, Many of you have pointed out that there are so many things that we're going to be presenting next year in January with this new technology. Uh, You know, and this is why we do what we do. Sometimes you get really, really close to the projects you work on. And, you know, you almost forget that there is a community at large out in the world and that people are kind of in this place where, just like us, we don't even know what we don't know. We don't even know what we don't know. And a lot of times we're sitting in the situation, in the problem of things. That's what today's show is about. You know, what is it? when you can discover what happens when we get to discover that there are actually solutions, that there's actually information in the world that we can know about to really help all of us understand what I believe is one of the fastest growing segments of population right now. Whether you know somebody that has an allergy or whether you know somebody that suffers from asthma, We have now have our children that go to school. They take injections with them. And why is that? You know, why is it in the population we live in today where we are here now experiencing people of all ages in the United States alone that have so many different levels of allergies, so many different levels of things that affect them in the world, the way they breathe, that we now have to have a call to action to make sure that we're educated, that we're informed, that we understand what the potential is out there, that we understand what the research is out there. And that's why today we're doing the show and the radio series we're doing with the Allergy and Asthma Network. It is so fun for me to know that I get to be the conduit between all of you and between Tanya, who is joining me here today, someone that knows a lot about this, Tanya Winders, joining me here today. She has been in the trenches 
and has really helped cultivate and create on a level of awareness for us that so is important to keep up with the time we are in. You know, I thought about this, Tanya, when we think about this. I thought back to when, you know, founder, uh, you know, Nancy Sander, you know, came to the forefront. And I thought about this, what, 30, almost 30 years ago, right? And I thought about what was the scenario then? And am I just kind of uh, uh, hallucinating about how exponentially in the past 30 years, the degree and the level of both, uh, you know, different ranges of allergy and even asthma now has really accelerated. Welcome to the show, Tanya. It's great to have you here. What do you think about what I just said? Certainly, we agree. I mean, if you look at all the statistics, uh, prevalence of allergy and asthma is on the rise and has been so for quite some time. Um, now, what we have seen over the last several decades is a leveling off of the deaths due to asthma, which is, I think, because we have much better treatment as well as this heightened awareness. And that's really what I was hoping we could spend most of our time today talking yes. about how we do raise that level of awareness yes. about these conditions as well as about the network. Yes, and that is really what th this show today is about because while things may have changed, you know, in the past 30 years, they're changing because action is being taken and action's being taken exactly like you talk about. You know, today we're talking about what the commitment is of the Allergy and Asthma Network you know, to engage patients and healthcare profession, professionals in a variety of ways. It does take a village, doesn't it? Yes, yeah, it certainly does. And that's exactly what our outreach efforts are, are cornerstoned upon. Uh, you know, we have a, a network of over 800 outreach service coordinators throughout the country. Those are asthma educators, as well as board certified allergists and parents and school nurses who go into their local community and help to raise the awareness of these disease states and the impact. And, you know, I mean, I know that this is something that is an ongoing conversation about who we are and how we're out there in the world. Um, but, you know, it's really interesting that we really don't know what all is involved. I would love for you to talk about what kinds uh, of things are out there, what kinds of outreach, what kinds of, of opportunities are there now for people to learn more? Well, I think, you know, certainly with uh, the introduction of, of the World Wide Web over the last couple of decades, uh, that is our face and our presence to the world. So we actually have about 25,000, 30,000 unique visitors coming to our site each and every month and engaging with the network virtually in that way. But when we think about face-to-face -face boots on the ground, um, it is through that Outreach Service Coordinator Network, and they are actually going to health fairs and to Girl Scout and Boy Scout meetings and conducting asthma and allergy screenings across the country and, you know, doing a lot of media campaigns and things like that just to really help the general public be aware that these conditions exist and that they continue to have an extraordinary burden on our American society. Mm. Um you know, one of the things I love to talk about is what is it? What is the experience? I want to ask you uh, to share share a little bit a bit about this. I mean, you travel the country. I mean, you're traveling now, um, and you get to be up close and personal with people. You know, people that are in in the professional world, 
you get to be up close and, and personal with patients. Um, I, I want to ask you, what are you hearing people say, Tanya? What What is on people's minds right now? Yeah, you know, when it comes to allergy and asthma, I think it is a very interesting dialogue. Uh, and because, again, patients are people. They're people like you and me, Dr. Pat. They, you know, yeah. they have a lot of different roles that they play, whether it be uh, wife, sister, mother, friend, daughter, you know, employee, um, community activist, whatever those roles are that we all hold. And yet the one of patient is, is one that, in, in many ways, we want to um, acknowledge and yet also move beyond and, and move on to the rest of our lives. And so how do we do that, especially when you're talking about something like allergy and asthma, when it can have such a significant impact on a person's quality of life? Um, and so, you know, people think, oh, it's just allergies. It's only a couple of months out of the year. Well, in fact, the quality of life studies would say that those two months of the year it is quite impactful. They're not sleeping. They're not as productive at work. Um, you know, they're constantly living in the fog of some of the um, antihistamine medications that are on the market in the pharmacy aisle. And, you know, people just don't realize how it can significantly impact their existence. Mm-hmm. And then when we talk to families with asthma, it's much more about, you know, that they were quite honestly unaware that someone could potentially die from asthma, that they that also someone should, if they're well controlled, not have any limitation to things like exercise or housework or outside outdoors activities. Um, and so just that that lack of understanding about what true control of these conditions means and how one can live a life without limits even in light of those diagnoses. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we really have the depth and the breadth about that because I was just sharing, you know, when I opened up the show, I was really struck by, you know, a very close friend of mine, um, an eight-year-old, and uh, who carries around an injection, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah. and it carries, a, the, you know, the injection around because she's highly allergic uh, to bee stings. Let's, I believe that's correct to bee stings, right? And yeah. it's, it's not just like I'm highly allergic to it. If she gets stung, you know, she is a candidate not to survive. And yeah. I was literally shocked because I'm hearing more and more of those stories now. Are you? Oh, yes. Yeah, certainly the rise of, of the severe life-threatening allergic reaction called anaphylaxis is something that's a grave concern to us. And, and we hear many more of those stories each and every day. Um, it's why one of our outreach programs is actually our anaphylaxis community expert. And this ACE program is an award-winning program that is now in its sixth year, has about 300 teams throughout the country that are volunteers going out just to raise awareness and to reinforce key education messages around anaphylaxis awareness and preparedness. Yeah. I mean, I want to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to be talking. We're going to be talking with Tanya about, you know, we're going to talk about some very specific outreach events that are happening right now. But also, we're going to talk about what can we do to engage our healthcare professions? Do we actually believe that they know what they know? Or how can we help educate? Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Hello. It's me, 
I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to me to go over. The preceding audio was via a Skype call. Hello, my name is Dr. Friedman Schaub. Anxiety can attack or creep up on us at the most inopportune moments, which makes us feel powerless and out of control. However, anxiety is a basic feeling that is created by our mind. Understanding some do's and don'ts about anxiety is a first step to demystify this emotion and regain control. The more we know about a challenge, the more we can find ways to overcome it. Let the transition begin. Tune in to the hit show, Majestic Insights Radio, Success for Life's Transitions, with host Carrie Keith. Carrie is a gifted intuitive coach, healer, and teacher who will lead you through her empowering techniques of ancient wisdom and awareness so you can live your happiest, healthiest, and most vibrant life. Let Carrie teach you the tools of transformation that will help you experience success for all of life's transitions. To learn more about Carrie, visit www.majesticinsights.com. Are you ready to thread your life with intuition? Intuit Apparel can help you do just that. This is not just about a piece of clothing. This is about a movement, an awakening, and staying centered in life. Your life. Intuitive and host of the radio show, Get Into It, Lynn Brown, was given this image with the intention of a clothing line designed to represent the essence of life itself. Visit IntuitApparel.com now and wear your intuition with pride. Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. Are you seeking a more deeply connected and fulfilling life? Do you often find yourself feeling overwhelmed, overworked, or exhausted? Are you ready to embrace a life filled with more love, connection, and joy? Best of the month list and five-star rated on Amazon, Conscious Being by author TJ Woodward will awaken you to your true nature. To learn more about how to get your copy of Conscious Being, visit ConsciousBeingBook.com today. The following audio is via a Skype call. They say the time's supposed to heal you, but I ain't done much healing. Hello, can you hear me? I'm in California dreaming about who we used to be when we were young. Mm, hey, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. It's great to have you here on the Dr. Pat Show at Transformation Talk Radio. Uh, you know, I'm so glad Tanya is joining us here today. But before we jump in and talk about some of the upcoming events, some of the upcoming opportunities, I want to make sure that you know how to access the website because once you get there, you're going to find that there is information for you as a patient, but there's also information uh, for, for about professionals. There's information, there's research, there's advocacy, there's education, and there's outreach, what we're talking about today. So you can go to allergyasthmanetwork.org, allergyasthmanetwork.org, 
And once you get there, you're going to be able to see some of the information we're talking about here today. Tanya, thank you so much for today. I know this is really important to talk about some of the upcoming events and to talk with people about you know, the possibilities that they can become more educated uh, and pass the word. So tell us about what you've got planned. Yes, well, we, we, again, frequently partner with other organizations to reach out into the community and to conduct asthma and allergy screenings. And in November, the first weekend in November, we'll actually be at the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology in San Antonio, Texas. And that is an annual event that is a professional medical society meeting of about 5,000 board-certified allergists and industry uh, personnel. And we are going to go out into that community on both Saturday, November 7th, and Sunday, November 8th, and conduct asthma allergy screenings at, in coordination with two established events. So the first event is the San Antonio River Foundation Fun Run, um, and that is on Saturday, November 7th at 10 a.m., and it's free and open to the public. And then the second event is on Sunday, November 8th, and it is the event called Accessibility. And Accessibility is an annual event that draws um, many of the families that have special needs or disabled family members to the uh, downtown area of San Antonio for a health fair. And again, free, open to the public, and all are welcome to come out and join us on either one of those two events, November 7th and 8th in San Antonio. Wow. Can you tell us a little bit about these events? Because I think it's so, a couple things you said that really just stopped me for a minute. One of them is, I love what you said that we partner. I have to tell you that this is so important in this day and age, Tanya, it really is. And, you know, I mentioned earlier an initiative that we're putting together. And, you know, what we've learned in 13 years of doing this is, you just don't really make it alone with your own island. And can you talk a little bit more about why this partnership approach is so important? And then can you just share how it is you you come together, you know, different organizations come together and what they showcase at these events? Sure, absolutely. Well, you know, definitely I think that it's important uh, for an organization like ours to partner with national organizations like the American College of Allergy and Asthma and Immunology as they're hosting their um, annual conference, but then also host and partner with local organizations like the San Antonio River Foundation. And this is actually two events in one on, in one day on November 7th. Uh, the first is called the River Relay, and it's really designed as a fun uh, 5K run in the downtown San Antonio River District. Uh, and then the second aspect of the day is called Learning is Fun. And it's a free family-friendly event that is held after the relay and actually focuses on education and uh, environmental education through outdoor play, interactive activities, games, obstacle courses. And they'll be giving away free bike helmets. They'll, you know, they'll have a fashion show. Um, there'll be a host of different health organizations like Allergy and Asthma Network there sharing education and information and conducting free screening. 
You know, we have a we have this notion that um, people really understand what's going on. They understand, you know, what happens. And uh, what I've discovered is that not only we do we don't not understand it, but there's so many people that we can be out in community with that really are are suffering with allergies and asthma today, and we don't even know what to do. And so how does some of this outreach help to educate people about, you know, maybe I have a granddaughter, maybe, maybe I have a friend, but you know, geez, if something were to, to, to kind of show up right there, I don't know that I'd know what to do. Right. Well, you know, it, it's one of the reasons, again, why we're partnering with the Accessibility Festival mm-hmm. on Sunday, November 8th, is because a lot of times people do have other conditions. You know, they may have two or three chronic conditions that they're trying to manage, and maybe they're overlooking or minimizing their allergies or asthma because they have other conditions that are consuming more of their day-to-day efforts in just, um, you know, the quality of life. And so it's events like these where we think that we can, you know, really meet people where they are. I, I say people because patients are people first yes. and foremost. Yep. They're not their disease. They're not, you know, their asthma or allergy. They are, in fact, people who have a number of different roles in life, and patient just happens to be one of those. And so we really focus on that type of engagement to help people understand that they can live a life full of normal activity without any limitations and and also to help people just recognize if they are well-controlled or if they're not well-controlled because many times people don't even have that basic knowledge or understanding about their condition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I was looking at and I was just fascinated by is, you know, what you actually put down on the website for people. You know, you clearly have a way for people to look at outreach. You know, you also have ways for communities, outreach uh, service coordinator coordinators to become involved. And I think sometimes that we just don't realize, we think, wait a minute, I don't think I have much to give. I don't know how I can coordinate anything. I'm not a doctor. I hear this more times than not that says I'm not a doctor. But that's not the, you know, those are not the only folks that you talk with that work in outreach, are they? No, you know, the truth be told, most of us just want the opportunity to share our story. And so it doesn't take a physician to listen and to hear someone's personal journey. And so that's why we really do focus, even in these public awareness events and these outreach events, giving people the opportunity to just share their story um, and, and to share, again, how they are overcoming these conditions, how they're living a life free of symptoms, um, and how they're also empowering not only themselves but others with these conditions. So that's really what our outreach opportunities are all about, is connecting and engaging the community with one another and empowering people to share their story. You know, one of the things I find fascinating is that, you know, when we talk about this and we talk about allergies and even asthma, we don't actually see them for the most time as chronic conditions. And I think, isn't that, you know, part of the level of awareness, just to have people have a sense of what is this really? I mean, we don't. I don't think we put in the same sentence, oh, wait, allergy and asthma, allergy and asthma, oh, chronic condition. We really treat it like, oh, yeah, my kid's like allergic to this, this, or the other thing. But we have really come to a new stage of understanding, haven't we? 
I think so. I think that, you know, we certainly have a better understanding of what causes these conditions, how they may um, progress over time. We have much, much better treatments. So, again, it, it really is a new day and age in how we manage the conditions long term. I think that one of the key things, though, that I was surprised by is just some of the uh, cultural sensitivities around the condition mm. and some of the beliefs, and that's one of the reasons why we're actually going out and doing these events, because we now have a full-scale Hispanic outreach program that includes a website, Spanish language resources, and even a toll-free helpline uh, with Spanish-speaking individuals on the other end. And so, you know, it's meeting people where they are in the way they want to be engaged rather than saying, okay, here's our project or our program, now come to us. Yeah, and this is really so very, very important. You know, part of this is really looking at what is quite what is available for people. How many events do you have, and how does this create forum for people to come together? Because isn't part of this also, Tanya, that this actually creates a forum for people to come together? Because don't you don't you feel sometimes that you know folks get isolated and they think that this is only me or this is only my child. And if they go to your website, they're going to find that it's not, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that that's one of the key messages of Allergy Announcement Network is you're not alone. We are here to come alongside you and connect you with other people who are walking through a similar journey. While it may not be exactly the same because we believe that every patient's story is unique, it, it does have similarities. And so it's important to connect uh, with others that have perhaps gone through those conditions before and who can help uh, support you as you are on your own journey. Mm. Wow, there's lots to talk about. I love this. I want to make sure you all go to allergyasthmanetwork.org, allergyasthmanetwork.org. And let me tell you what's here when you get there. Um, If you're like me, you've gone here and you have certainly signed up online. And you're going to want to do that for a lot of reasons. One, you're going to be up to date on news and information that's going on. There's lots of information. I was just fascinated when I went to the website, you know, and I was looking at, you know, the latex allergy webinars. I mean, I didn't even think about this until today. And not just that. How about whether you're not sure what to do if you're going out and you're eating with food food allergies? You know, what does Tanya Winders say about that? And who has she talked to to make sure that we're understanding this completely? There are so many very cool things here, clean air in the classrooms and much more. This is not just an isolated conversation. This is about how we can educate, inform, and save lives. We're going to take a short break and we come back. What does a conversation with the professional community sound like? And how does outreach help with that? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. When I was younger, I saw my daddy cry and curse at the wind. He broke his own heart and I watched as he tried to read. 
Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Has asthma or allergies got you singing the raspy blues? Allergy and Asthma Networks is the nation's premier nonprofit patient-centered network of doctors, caregivers, patients, and healthcare professionals who are dedicated to ending death and suffering due to asthma, allergies, and related conditions. Join President and CEO Tanya Winders each month on the Dr. Pat Show to learn more and visit AllergyAsthmaNetwork.org today. Breathe better together with Allergy and Asthma Network. Do you want the freedom to spend more time with your loved ones? Travel the world? Live spontaneously? Get ready, because the Chip Justice Show is here. Hosts Dr. Pat Basile and Chip Justice can help you build meaningful success while embracing life. Living a life you love is the end game in this new, inspirational, and empowering show. Positive changes for a life you'll love. Tune in every month on TransformationTalkRadio.com and visit PositiveChangeInstitute.co for more information. Hi, I'm Tim Darter. And I'm Steve Kramer. Join us on Spirit Fire Radio. Discover how to add the mechanics of meditation to your day. And watch yourself connect in a whole new way. Find the amazing moments in life's routines that often pass us by. Add to your awareness with Spirit Fire Radio. Tune in each Wednesday at 9 a.m. for your weekly guide to practical mindfulness. And to learn more, visit www.spiritfireradio.com. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all, a healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. During the month of October, Dr. Darvish and the Holistic Medical Team are promoting Breast Cancer Awareness Month with 25% off breast thermography. Safe, painless, radiation-free, and accurate. Purchase your breast thermography screening for 25% off now until October 31st to receive this special. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. The following audio is via a Skype call. And my mama swore that she would never let herself again. And that was the day that I promised. Oh, I love that song. That is a super song. Wow, Benny, thank you so much for that. Um I wanted to say to everyone, we are very excited to be here, to be in support of Allergy and Asthma Network. Uh, we are so happy that we can help Tanya and the team take this message out. You're going to be hearing a lot. We've got uh, some very, very educational, informative um, shows planned for you coming up. But today's show is about outreach. You know, today's show is about asking the question, how can I get plugged in? And maybe even how can you be of service? And so you can go to the website uh, if you would. And please, feel free to sign up. Feel free to support. Um, but most importantly, you will stay plugged in. And that's what I, I love. I went crazy over the article about latex allergy. I mean, it was just like the webinar was just, what? And so there's so much here that you'll be able to learn about. And please tell others um, so go to allergyasthmanetwork.org. 
Today, we're talking about outreach. Tanya, I know that there are a, a number of very important things we want to make sure we, we talk about and, and, and open up for people. And they are very specifically about how you step in, one, and support people in times of disaster. And see, we don't even put that together. Can you talk about that a little bit? Because that is, that is a form of outreach we don't talk about, but boy, is that a service. Well, you know, whenever a natural disaster strikes, um, it, one of the things that people shouldn't have to worry about is getting medication and, you know, about their asthma condition or allergies flaring during that time. And so uh, after Hurricane Katrina in 2005 and then as well, uh, after the earthquake in Haiti in 2010 and Hurricane Sandy, you know, we just really felt compelled to reach out into local communities that were impacted and make a difference. So um, what we typically do is, is you know, uh, organize donations of allergy and asthma supplies and medications and then distribute those to the affected areas. I want to talk about this for a minute because you said it, you, you made it sound so easy to me. I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, oh, that sounds great. But I really want to stop for a minute and talk about the scenario, if we could. There is a very important reason for this. You know, first of all, I have a very dear friend that has asthma. She's had it most of her life. And I will tell you that I cannot even imagine, I cannot even imagine her in one of these situations and scenarios where, first of all, things can't get to her. And then because of that, what happens to her? You know, we hear the phrase, if you don't mind, I'm going to say it, and you can correct me, asthma attack. But we don't even really have a sense of that. Now, say it in the middle of a national disaster. And you really have a situation and scenario for disaster. And we don't even think about how to get medication, right? I mean, these are people that need it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it really is as, as, uh, orchestrating those a national way for people to donate, to help, to support. But then on the local end, it's actually getting those resources disseminated to the people who need them most. Uh, one of the things that we've done is build partnerships with other nonprofit organizations in local communities and faith-based organizations in local communities. Uh, one example is, is here in D.C. is called Breathe D.C., and then one in Atlanta called Not One More Life. And these are organizations that are already just entrenched in those underserved, high-risk populations, that they're serving inner-city families and have those established relationships so that when there are those unmet needs, we can step in and come to the aid and, and help support those. Right. You know, this is really, when people think about this, we, we often ask ourselves, oh, well, gee, how can I be of service? How can I help? Um, how does this even happen? Can we just stop for a minute and talk about it? Because, you know, I know that you all do so much, but then there is outreach of people in communities that can get involved, that perhaps can become coordinators. And, and you know, mm -hmm. this again then leads into the conversation about how about the professional community? You know, what is available for people to bring to their doctors, to bring, you know, to get the professional communities in their area more involved? I think that is outreach in that way is so important. And we take for granted. I'll tell you, this is really something that, that I, I didn't know I was going to share. But I was having a conversation with my doctor. 
And I mentioned something about, well, you know, the work that we were doing with you all. And I was shocked at what the response was. So I spent the next 20 minutes of his time educating him. And how do we go about this? How can people get involved to really help the dots get connected? Well, you know, I think it is by building bridges and partnerships, Mm -hmm. as I said before. I mean, I think that the the truth is there's a lot of buzz around these conditions and in the public space, and there's a lot of different sources, but they're not always credible or reliable or medically accurate. So uh, making those connections, partnering with the professional medical societies, ensuring that we've got, you know, the most uh, relevant, timely, medically accurate information, but also that it's presented in a way that's engaging and easy to understand is something that's critically important. It's why we revamped our website. It's why we have developed those resources in English and Spanish. And it's also, quite honestly, why we have such an active social media presence and community, uh, because we're on Facebook as well as Twitter and LinkedIn. And, you know, we know that social media is, is certainly a powerful tool that can help to raise awareness and point people in the right direction when they have questions. Mm. Um, You know, what do you see as one of the greatest challenges you might have? You know, I know you are out there every day, you know, uh, and I know there are so many people that are, that are helping, that are coordinating. What do you think um, for you is, you know, sort of, you, you know, one of the greatest battles that you do in continuing to take the message out? Well, I think in specific to outreach, it's certainly that there is a high level of just noise, right? I mean, we all have information overload. We're getting, um, you know, hundreds of emails daily in our inbox. We're bombarded with advertising messages and things like that. So it's how do we uh, credibly get the word out about the resources at Allergy National Network and also how do we identify appropriate opportunities for our outreach service coordinators and our anaphylaxis community experts to go into their local community and raise that voice, raise that level of credible noise and uh, be a source of, of just information, education, and support for our families that are dealing with these conditions. Mm. It is really, uh, uh, really about being willing to engage and have the conversation and, you know, to do it in, in such a special way, you know, that people know how to go. Now, part of this, if I might say, is you've actually created an online forum in the way of allergyasthmanetwork.org, right? I mean, this is an mm-hmm. online forum and an online community. So can we talk a little bit about how this forum how this now also becomes a way for people to get connected. You know, it is another form of outreach if people can get plugged in. And I would like for you to talk for a little bit about this because you have an opportunity if you're a, a person who might be a patient, but also if you're a professional. Right, right. So I think if you're a patient, you know, you're looking again for um, information specifically, typically about a specific aspect of your condition. And so we've tried to organize the website in a very user-friendly method uh, by disease state and and by mission area of outreach, education, advocacy, and research. So if you're looking for information about a specific disease state or area, it would be under that education tab on our website. If you're looking at how to get involved in your community or patient resources like our prescription assistance program or uh, 
copay cards, that type of, um, you know, assistance in obtaining your medications, that would be in the outreach tab on the website. And then if you're looking for a greater opportunity to maybe have your voice heard on Capitol Hill or in your state legislature, the advocacy tab of the website outlines a lot of the different um, public policy issues that we are actively engaged in and weighing in on. Mm-hmm. And then the final area is the research area. And so, again, that's an area that helps to demystify clinical trials as well mm-hmm. as to give patients an opportunity if they're interested in participating in research to engage and know what's going on in the space of allergy and asthma. Oh, boy. Um, you know, I know you and I are going to be scheduling some very, very amazing shows, you know, bringing in conversations, you know, about what uh, everything from eating out to how to get uh, the effect of, you know, clean air in the classroom. But one of the things I was very, very interested in talking with you about when we come back is talking about uh, something you, you, you refer to on the, on the website about advocacy. We're going to take a short break. We're going to step out for a minute come right back and when we come back we're going to talk about some very specific things that allergy asthma network is doing and please please check it out for yourself allergyasthmanetwork.org go to the website i am so thrilled that i get to sign up i get to get their newsletter and i get to support and be right on top of just saying what happens in government how what happens if you're on an airplane well i'll tell you what Tanya's going to tell us. We'll be right back. The preceding audio was via a Skype call. Sky Siegel co-hosts one of today's most popular psychic shows, Angels and Answers, with Artie Hoffman as she communicates healing messages from the spirit world. These messages can be astounding, enlightening, and life-changing. Born with the God-given talent of inner guidance and the amazing ability to heal, Sky has healed thousands of people. Schedule a reading with Sky now. Call 908-500-1474 and visit skyofangels.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Shine on Radio. Find Your Shine with Kelly is the show that celebrates what makes you, you. Join co-hosts Kelly Wadler and Dr. Pat Basile as they break down how to brilliantly fuel and move your body and love what makes you shine. Kelly is a professional arts and wellness coach dedicated to helping brilliant women find their confidence, energy, self-love, and shine. Tune in to Shine on Radio with Kelly and find your shine on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. 
This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit jenroyster.com for more information. A word of caution, if you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. Do you want the freedom to spend more time with your loved ones? Travel the world? Live spontaneously? Get ready, because the Chip Justice Show is here. Hosts Dr. Pat Basile and Chip Justice can help you build meaningful success while embracing life. Living a life you love is the end game in this new, inspirational, and empowering show. Positive changes for life you'll love. Tune in every month on TransformationTalkRadio.com and visit PositiveChangeInstitute.co for more information. The following audio is via a Skype call. Cold sweat, hot-headed believer I threw my hands in the air and said, show me something Hey everybody, welcome back. You know, Tanya Winder is joining me here today. AllergyAsthmaNetwork.org Lots of information. You know, we're, we're trying to make sure that you have some information. Um, Tanya, would you please remind people about the November 7th event, uh, 7th, uh, 8th event, please? Yes. So um, in San Antonio, Texas, on November 7th, at the San Antonio River Run and Learning is Fun Foundation event, uh, we'll be doing asthma screenings. It's free and open to the public. We'd love for you to come down from 10 a.m. until 4 p.m. on Saturday the 7th, and then on November the 8th at the Access Ability at El Mercado, uh, the Hispanic market there in the downtown area of San Antonio will also be conducting asthma and allergy screenings open and free to the public. So certainly come on down and meet us. We would love to uh, have the opportunity to share a little bit more about the organization as well as to do a couple of test and see how your lungs are performing at the given time. Uh, we're doing this in coordination with the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology uh, annual meeting, which is being held in San Antonio uh, over the, the course of that weekend. So mm-hmm. again, we would love to see all of you who are local in San Antonio, Texas, come out and join us. Yes, and please know that it's free and open to the public, and I can't say enough about that. It's really, really important to know that this is really about outreach. It's about getting out there, and it's about making things available for people, as as we were talking about today. Um, I wanted to – how many events do you usually have uh, each year? Well, we do direct events through the network, and that it depends on you know the opportunities that present themselves, sometimes 20, 30 a year. And then when we think about how we partner with our outreach service coordinators and the activities that they do, it's actually thousands of events per year. So it's, it's a great deal of local events. And, and again, something that we wouldn't be able to do without the help of all of our wonderful outreach volunteers and our Amplox community experts. 
Oh, it's amazing. Uh, you know, I, I think we've talked about a number of different things, but, you know, one of the things I think we should really just make sure, again, that we emphasize is that there are very specific goals. There is a main goal for your outreach efforts. Um, and with that goal in mind, uh, what kind of results and changes are you seeing? You know, what is the main goal of outreach? And what is what is your expectation about what will change? Well, you know, everything that we do at the network is focused on our mission, which is to end needless death and suffering due to asthma, allergies, and related conditions. For us, outreach is really going into the communities, uh, connecting with people on both a very personal level, but then also at a population health level and a policy level, reaching out, sharing, extending our services, and, you know, helping people wherever they are in their own personal journey. And then when it comes to the policy aspect, it's things like um, the airline issue, which you mentioned just before the break, Dr. Pat. Yeah. And, you know, that's a way that, again, most people don't realize, but currently, if you were to have a severe life-threatening allergic reaction in flight, um, you don't have access to emergency epinephrine auto-injectors. And so we have been uh, working diligently along with others in our community, and we now have a bill that's been introduced into the Senate, uh, Senate Bill 1972, which is Airline Access to Emergency Epinephrine. And on our website, you can go and learn more about that, as well as lend your voice to that issue and let your federal decision makers, your congressmen and women know that, uh, again, this is something that's important and that you would like to ensure that all individuals have access to epinephrine in the event of that type of life-threatening emergency. Uh, it, uh, I have to tell you that it never dawned on me, not for one second, it never dawned on me that airlines would not automatically have this available. I, I mean, mm -hmm. it was when I read this on the website, I, I had to read it a couple times because I automatically thought, for sure, that should be something that an airline would have. So this is what I said before, Tanya. We don't even know what we don't know, right? Right. That's it's so true. I mean, I, I think that, you know, again, we many times we take um, for granted the fact that we are protected and that we have access to our medication, but the reality is we don't, not in all locations uh, and in all areas that there could be a potential risk. So we're all about supporting those efforts and expanding access to mm -hmm. emergency medications like epinephrine, auto-injectors, and albuterol inhalers for asthma. I want to ask you a question because, um, you know, I find myself more of a student than anything else right here. So uh, I, I apologize to you in advance if I'm asking a question that you think, wow, she should know that. Um, I'm really struck by the fact that there are so many things that you all talk about and you bring a level of awareness to that we don't already know about. You, you know, and, and I know we're going to do future shows on so many of these, but can we just talk for a minute about what are the outreach, uh, what are the outreach possibilities for children in school to get schools involved? Now, maybe it's not as organized, but, you know, I'm thinking to myself, all right, what do we need to know in schools? Are our schools already on board? Yeah. Well, you know, we have a national partnership with the National Association of School Nurses, which mm -hmm. certainly has helped to get school health personnel on board. 
Um, and, but we also work with uh, PTAs as well as teacher associations, the National Education Association, to get administrators and unlicensed and trained personnel on board with understanding more about asthma and allergies also. So there's a lot of outreach efforts that go into just uh, connecting with those communities and with the individuals who are at that most granular local level of taking care of students eight hours a day. So, you know, that that's a lot of the efforts that we have here at the network. Wow. I mean, there's so many things. There's so many things. I had to ask you, I mean, I know you do this 24-7. You are so committed and getting the word out and creating change. I mean, I see you as this little energizer bunny because you are really, I mean, I, I don't know how else you do this. If it's not passion and purpose that keeps you motivated, it's got to be something you're drinking in the water. But, but you, uh, you've no, had, thank you for that, Mr. Pat. Yeah, it's, I'm it's serious, though. Yeah. It is absolutely passion and purpose, and it, it is that, you know, knowing that, again, it's families like my own, um, children like my own, who I hope someday will, will be able to say there was this thing called food allergies or there was this thing called asthma. And, you know, knowing that we have the ability as a patient advocacy organization to make an impact on that type of future, but also to support people who are living it day in, day out today is something that's critically important to me as an individual and collectively to our organization. Well, I love what you do, and I'm very excited about what we're going to talk about. I'm very excited about, you know, the future shows we're coming together because there's the one thing that I've discovered in the time I've been doing this. It's not just about talk. It's about talk in action. And so I want to thank you so much for everything that you're doing. You know, this goes so deep and so wide in terms of what it is that we can do to help and that what you are doing here being on this show is giving people an opportunity to save lives and thank you so much for all of that one last question what's your personal message well you know again for me it is all about understanding that first and foremost we have to engage people and that's really what we've talked about today is that outreach how do we engage people on a very personal level, connect with them, allow them to share their story, perhaps share our story, and and make that connection because it's only with that connection that then we can move to a level of education and empowerment to really overcome these conditions. And so, you know, I would say if it's one thing, it is just knowing that we are people first and foremost, not patients. And that we all have stories to tell and we at the network are, are here and ready and willing uh, to hear your story and mm-hmm. connect with you if allergy and asthma is a part of it. I love it. And for those of you out there, what is the network we're talking about? Allergy, asthma, network.org. And you know, more to come. We'll see you next time.